0: Chip Chat! Okay.
1: Welcome to Chip Chat. I'm Katie McLeod.
0: And I'm Les Lakewood. And we're your hosts. We are here with our special guest, Very Michael special. Walpole. Hi, guys! Otherwise known as Mikey, otherwise known as the guy who coined SoCo, otherwise known as the guy who used to prioritize chips as a meal.
2: Yeah, uh, that, though, that is all true. I actually uh, wanted to listen to an episode to prepare a bit. And so chose the last one with Wells there, and I cannot deny anything that was stated about me in that episode. <laughs> that is all the truth.
1: Yeah. Did you actually eat chips as a meal, like as a dinner?
2: Like tonight? This uh, is a, uh, no. this is uh, a safe <laughs> space
1: for you to talk about chip yeah. consumption.
2: No, I I would absolutely uh, not typically by themselves. I would I would back them up with some other gummy or chocolate in order okay. to round out the meal. Um like
0: you were saying earlier, that yeah. chips are more of. A... They're part of a triangle for him. Yeah.
1: Okay. So there's a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of saltiness, and what's the the other side of the triangle? Well,
2: okay. So if, if it's for a snack buffet, you need something that is... So the chocolate brings the sweet. So you would bring in something that has like a fruity, sour, something, something along those lines. Okay. Uh, hopefully British gummy candy. Uh, that would be the ideal answer. Uh, if I could have found... One of the candies that uh, really fits this description. Well, I would have brought those, but I did not.
1: Okay. Uh, so something sweet, something candyish, something chocolatey, and something chippy. Okay.
0: Right. So that is a perfect segue into our segments.
1: Our segments. So our first segment is the daily bag. So what's in your bag? Michael, Mike? tell us what's in your your daily bag.
2: Okay. For my daily bag, I brought the Canadian classic, Hawkins Cheezies. Now, not cheesy. Not really a chip,
0: but boy, are they salty. Um, Boy, are they Canadian. Yeah. And boy, are they certainly a snack food. In our first episode, we declared that we were going to go out of the chip realm into other snack foods. Yes. Uh, Cheesies are welcome, and the Hawkins brand is reputable. It is glorious looking. I love the packaging. I I was
2: going to say, you can't top hawkins graphically it is just that's, can you describe that's,
1: it for us michael
2: okay um 1950s carnival
1: mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, hard graphic there's no smooth colors here g- blending into one another and fond photographic photos of
0: the product. Like, <laughs> just, it's, it's clear so you see the product. You don't need a photo of it. Yeah, you can see all That's the cheesy true. orange all um, over the inside of the cl- exactly. clear plastic. That's right. But uh, there's, there's no, also the there's no very Canadian gear. red, white, and blue. Yeah. Uh, that,
1: <laughs>
2: right. Well, that classic navy blue almost takes it away, but uh, it's, uh, it is just... It's a striking beautiful graphic bag and
0: uh, the cheesies look really good inside it.
1: There's no way for those cheesies to hide. Like, they're there in full view. Yeah.
0: Let's get them out of this bag. Yeah. And into our mouths. And put them in a bowl. So, we made sure that the bowls were dry this time. Right. That was, uh, that was doubly, double-checked. Okay. I'm just gonna go back to the individual bowls.
1: Okay. I really like, first, first off the bat, first observation, I really like how crunchy they look.
0: Yeah. They, they are they incredibly like, crunchy.
2: Mm-hmm. Um you're also going to notice just how salty they are. If you have been having an active day and you need to get some salts back in you,
0: <laughs> you could do a lot worse than Hawkins. Wow, this is a crunchy, crunchy, crunchy bite. Mm-hmm.
1: Very crunchy, very salty.
0: It's almost like when you eat Parmesan cheese and it makes your mouth totally dry out. <laughs> I think that that's a good way to segue that would. We discussed that we have to change up the way our segments go. That instead of doing the three chip unveils and then the three drinks, that we really need to do a chip mm-hmm. unveil with and the drink. Then a drink. I'm drink unveil. So oh, yeah. we need your pairing, um, probably soon, because these are damn salty chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No,
2: you uh, you will be hurting if you do not have a drink ready. Okay. So yeah. Mm.
0: So, what's your pairing, Mike? I went with Coca-Cola Classic. I mean it's... I think we might see this this pairing uh, come up a couple times because Coke is very it's classic. good. <laughs> it's very it's very tasty. It it's... goes with, with chips very well.
2: Yeah, I I'm it's it's really so well known and so expected and so consistent a flavor mm-hmm. that it really uh, it's a great companion for pretty much anything. I hate to plug this massive corporation, but there we go.
0: <laughs> but cheers to them. <laughs> wow.
2: For consumption with incredibly salty food, no. you could do a lot worse. It's so good.
1: It really cuts the dryness. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it will itself make you thirsty. Mm-hmm.
0: This is an endless True. cycle
2: that we just entered into uh, <laughs> that can only end with a healthy glass of water. So tell us more about, about these Hawkins. So I actually am horribly unprepared for this, but I did learn something very interesting just before we went on the air, What's and that? that is that these Hawkins cheesies are made by the first machine to ever make a Hawkins cheesy. They have never
0: changed their equipment.
1: What do we know how they're made? Like, what what kind of equipment are they using to?
0: I think twist. I think well, based on what we learned. In our research recently, I believe that these are called extractions.
1: Extruders.
0: Extrusions. Extrusion Extrusions.
1: snacks. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow,
2: that, that hits oddly close to work for me. I'm not going to go there, but. Uh...
0: It says, uh, okay. The snack was invented after the Second World War by James Marker of Dayton, Ohio, and W.T. Hawkins. Mm. So this isn't Canadian. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely is. Okay, well, okay. Um, The snack was invented by an American and W.T. Hawkins. It doesn't say who W.T. Hawkins is quite yet. The pair were living in Chicago. Ah, okay, now we get back back to Canada here. The pair were living in Chicago when they discovered a method, by trial and error, of extruding cornmeal Mm -hmm. and casting it into fingerling shapes, then deep-frying it in vegetable shortening and sprinkling it with cheddar cheese, by trial and error, um... So I doubt they're the first people to be doing extruding if they were trying to do... Uh, maybe, I don't know, where did extrusion come from?
2: I would like to think that we could come up with a better shape than shape name than Fingerling.
0: Right. But perhaps like a bit more appetizing. Um,
1: <clears throat>
0: production was moved to Tweed, Ontario, mm. in 1949. Okay. So Tweed is a really small town... Between North Toronto and Montreal, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: That
0: sounds
1: about right. But this bag says Belleville, Ontario. Maybe we're yes. getting to that.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mo- moved to Tweed in 2000... 2000- or, sorry. What? That? Moved to Tweed in 1949, mm-hmm. where the recipe was perfected and the W.T. Hawkins Limited plant established. Production was then moved to to the factory in Belleville in 1956 after a fire destroyed the original plant in Tweed. Oh,
1: dear.
0: Okay, so I'm going to oh. stop reading there because I know that there's actually going to be quite a bit of chip oh dear. in this episode. <laughs> <No. of laughs> chips all over the floor. Chips all over the floor. this is to oh. be expected. That's okay. You know, these are really... Uh, for- uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of pets. Um, um. But these are great chips to drop on the floor because they're yeah. quite a... Uh, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty resilient to, to uh, Pretty the...
1: impervious to being
0: salad Okay So I'm not gonna lie I think that there is too much chip right here To um, eat this whole bowl Because they're I didn't get
1: very many Oh, you didn't?
0: No Okay, I went, I went... Here, you can mm, You want some of these? Yeah Take can some of those Top me up Top me up
1: I do want to just mention what's in these So, there isn't a very long list of ingredients. There's Mm. cornmeal. Mm -hmm. There's vegetable oil. There's processed aged cheddar cheese seasoning, which sounds pretty benign, um, apart from the processed part. Lactic acid, disodium phosphate, salt, and certified color. Contains tartrazine. And that's it. (laughs) Pretty short list. No, but compared to some of the other chips we've been looking at, there's only like six ingredients here.
2: Uh, lactic acid actually has a, a long history uh, with salt. It's uh, really a required part of the pickling process. So, when you submerse various items into a salty brine, you're hoping to mm-hmm. produce a lactic acid that'll prevent it from decomposing. So, that, it, that that all makes sense to me. That's all. So,
1: that's the, the preservative then. hmm. Might have got real age cheddar cheese username that's been processed.
2: I mean, It's coming out of a plastic bag Processed is kind of Out the window at this point
0: This is true So speaking of Canadian chips Competition (laughs) Old Dutch food produced two similar products In the 1970s Cheese flavored and barbecue flavored Crunchies Mm. The latter were discontinued And Old Dutch continues to produce The crunchies in two cheese flavors Today Old,
1: old so are those like the crunchies that you had the other week? I that know. were the cheese? No, but they were Old Dutch. Bl- oh, the Old Dutch blue cheese. No,
0: I had they Cheezies. were they were Old Dutch. They were Humpty Dumpty.
1: Humpty, Humpty, Humpty dumpty, dumpty and oh. Old
0: Dutch are actually joined at the hip. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So, so we're we're trying to untangle the the brands. Right. We understand that pretty much Frito Lay's owns a grand majority of things, which is really Pepsi. When you're talking Frito Lay, you sure. gotta think Pepsi. All Pepsi right, Coke, yeah. Right. I'm sure that everybody so, in the Guelph, Cambridge area thinks Pepsi when they think Frito Lay. So if you mm. like,
2: if you like your lays with a glass of Coke, I mean you're you're on both sides of the aisle.
0: Mm. Well, I've been known to double dip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. Mm cheesies are actually these cheesies are actually a request of american friends sometimes to, that can't get them in the states oh, really? and they want to be shipped a, a bag or preferably one of the even more terrible bags that have many little bags inside mm-hmm. oh yeah
2: mm-hmm. this this company has some of the most interesting variety of packaging like uh, the large bag with the three bags inside it. The mm-hmm. th- three bags inside are totally unbranded, just clear cellophane. Uh, and the one big one outside is has all the, the beautiful carnival graphics. Hmm. Uh, but you can get them in all kinds of different sizes. It's, they can't make up their mind at how they want it served, but uh, it's, it's
0: wonderful. Maybe it's that we, the people, can't make up our mind on how we want it served. Yeah, that's probably it too.
1: Is okay. this the only product that they make, or do they have another product besides Cheezies.
2: I would bet you that they're, they put all their eggs in the Hawkins Cheezies basket. Mm. That's... I don't know that for sure, though.
0: I don't see much about Hawkins. W.T. Hawkins doesn't have a link. It's just... What the, Hawkins? When, when I did
2: my little bit of research, I, it also seemed to me that W.T. Hawkins might still be kicking.
1: Okay, so it, they moved... I'm just trying to, like, um, go okay. back in time a little bit. www.cheezies.com
0: www.cheesies.com is Hawkins Cheesies, which is great. Uh, Cheesies is spelled C-H-E-E-Z-I-E-S for our American friends. That's uh, C-H-E-E-Z-I-E-S. Cheesies. Um... But the the, the the website itself is fantastic. Oh, Hello. Wow. This is: Blazers. a combination of the 1950s Carnival graphic carnival graphics with a wonderful tangerine background with some lemon yellow text.
1: Oh, very, very tiny.
2: And a cool tiny black tiny and text. white inset thumbnail. Yeah, this is this is
0: fire. This is fire. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Not gonna get into. <laughs> not get into how how much I love websites. Um, well, Kent Hawkins is still the president, and we could actually
1: Kent Hawkins. So maybe that's the son of WT Kent. Oh, Kent. So Kent must be the son of WT. Keeping it in the family. Keeping it in the family. Maybe even the grandson. Who was the name? What was the name of the first? W-T. The,
2: no, the Chicago fella. The Chicago fella.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Got to check that out because there's another name here. Marker. James Marker. And that's the name of the other. We've got um, J.E. Marker is the vice president. So it's still... I don't think they do anything else, Katie. They have... Oh, we've got products here. No, they've got product product you look at all those packaging options there that is bananas there's about eight eight, eight,
1: eight different packaging options
0: nine nine different packaging options wow,
1: we're, but okay. all for
0: cheesies and that seems to be what hawkins is so long as they can get me the cheesies and can continue to do that however they need to
2: do it did i see a tub in there like a bathtub no, no, like, like, you know the you know the tubs <laughs> that the jumbo sour pacifiers come in mm-hmm. from the store? Mm-hmm. They can have the, the white plastic tongs inside. Oh, yeah, like this one right here. Does it come mm-hmm. with
0: tongs? No, this is just an individual-sized little round container. I don't think
2: you can get the tub anymore.
0: It does look quite vintage. Uh, I definitely recommend anybody check out com. It's great for its design, for its vintage web development, and for its information. You can really just call them at 1888 Cheesy.
1: So I have a question for y'all about the stuff that you get on your fingers when you eat cheesies. Or yes. any snack food for that matter. Right. But let's talk about cheesies because this stuff actually, you know what, this isn't as bad as some other brands, not to again not to disparage any brands that we didn't represent today, such as Cheetos. But often with Cheetos, I get like a pretty thick film of Orange goop on my fingers. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. The
1: film with this one isn't quite as, like it doesn't it doesn't feel quite as disgusting.
0: They definitely have a thinner dusting. It's like when you get when you get when you go to a fish fry. It's the difference between like a really thick fish fish batter Mm. and like a real nice you know like Like a really light crispy batter. batter. And
1: that's Mm -hmm. what and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna attribute that to the processed aged cheddar cheese seasoning because I think it's all in the flavor. Like It yeah. doesn't need the quantity. I would
2: bet somewhere in the 70s or 80s they really went crazy with the flavor powder okay. and really overdid it. Um, oh, that's but this, since this is a classical product
1: Oh. Classical, classic the product. the opposite of a, refill. Uh, a I fee-fail. think it's Did you call this a classic, classical product? No.
2: I've, I've been trying to find the right word and I'm just going to give up at this point. But,
1: um. I think classic says it all.
2: Classic. It, it is, a, it is a classic. It is a heirloom artisanal <laughs> cheesy, if there ever was one.
1: Even before there was one. Like, before right. we started calling stuff artisanal and all of that business. This predates artisanal.
0: Mm. Okay, well. Extrusion. I was just trying to look up what extrusion was, but it extrusion started happening with different metals or different things like metal and clay. Um, I think they were at seventeen ninety seven. So, the idea of puffing food with extrusion. How did it get to food?
2: I like that we're uh, really hitting the history books this episode because that, that's how I largely prepared for this. I uh, I had some some, some ideas. That I wanted to, you know, bring we can get to that later. But mm-hmm. I mean, oh, well, we are. Gonna it's get it's, to it's I, I'm 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 a history buff. I, I like my history, so of course when we're doing ship chat, I'm thinking I gotta I gotta know where I'm coming from before I can really talk about this.
0: There's that's no very re- responsible of you.
2: Know. Know.
0: There's no real dates that we see here.
2: That said, I really could have researched hawkins a lot more clearly there's a lot of interesting stuff there that i could have been just
1: just immersing yourself in and that's and... right
2: I'm, I'm i'm gonna call him tomorrow maybe maybe i can maybe you know maybe next year sometime year or so i can come back on maybe bring in my hawkins updates
1: bring in <laughs> hawkins if you can like bring yeah. in the actual hawkins oh,
2: any anytime
1: right in anytime. a year from now who knows it's support what could be happening yeah. Should we move on to... Uh, why, don't, why don't we move on to my bag? Um, oh, so this is another we, Canadian
0: situation. I
1: believe it is. So they actually changed their packaging recently. I was looking for this brand, but I couldn't find it because I didn't know what I was looking for. And they've actually changed... So it's it's Covered Bridge Potato Chips,
0: oh, Creamy Dill Pickle. I think we were at the Covered Bridge, were we? Uh, wait, is this from out east? Yeah.
1: I guess it is. So it's actually from a local store, which I won't name currently. Um, this from a local store, and I, this is, yeah, go ahead, I just crack it open. Um, I really love dill pickled potato chips, and I had had this brand before, they did their rebranding and just loved, loved the creaminess of them and the dill of them, and, um, they use, I think they use, like, russet potato chips, and they tend to be a little bit darker than your
0: average chip. They are darker. Um, Off the top, I can already see uh, that they're...
1: So, you know, the color they're...
2: that I'm seeing here makes me think of malt vinegar. Okay. Like, uh, so, uh, this is the color of chips that come with fish wrapped up in newspaper
0: mm.
2: and have been doused in malt vinegar.
0: They're definitely cooked a little bit longer. hmm
1: These are also pretty salty, although not nearly as salty as Cheesy's. No, but they
0: have They have more They're leaving more stuff on my fingers
1: That's what I was going to say That's what I remember most about this brand, Covered bridge Is that they have a lot of powder On their product So I'll tell you what's in, the, what's in this bag So we've got russet potatoes And they specifically name russet potatoes Canola oil, vinegar powder Which includes maltodextrin vinegar So you, you figure that out, Maggie um, dried whey, sea salt, cane sugar, citric acid, spice, onion powder, vegetable oil, garlic powder, and flavor.
2: Flavor's a little worrying, but the rest of those are...
1: The flavor's yeah. a little boring, you say? Uh,
2: a little worrying. Uh, mm. Like f- Flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that they're clearly hiding something behind flavor. They're there, hiding something
1: behind flavor, yeah. So I guess the flavor would be the dill flavor, but I mean, all those funny. other
2: things give flavor.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny that they don't specifically mention dill.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And a dill pickle chip.
2: So, to me, if you if you were to pass this chip to me and, and not tell me that it's a dill pickle chip, mm-hmm. I don't think I would pick it as one.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that brings up another interesting fact about Michael.
1: Tell us, Les.
0: Michael doesn't have a sense of smell. Oh. hmm I always forget this.
2: Yeah, I I have no idea what a lot of things are gonna taste like until they're actually on my tongue.
0: Wow, great. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and that's the case even like you can't really smell can't these really chips, smell. but there's an essence that mm-hmm. is in my mouth, and I, I wonder how much is in my gl- in my like olfactory mm-hmm. senses.
1: Mm, were you gonna say in my glands?
0: Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is less a dill
2: pickle chip than mm-hmm. just a, a nicely seasoned chip.
1: And I feel like it's maybe even closer to salt and vinegar chip, like malt vinegar chips, than dill. Mm. I don't got a lot of dill.
2: Even then, so, uh, I, I like, when I think of uh, salt and vinegar and dill pickle, they're often in the same category. Ketchup is right beside them mm. in this really high, intense flavor. That's what I Some think good. of. And this is not that. This mm-hmm. is... it's this is. Mm rolling nice and slow and I'm enjoying this actually. I don't typically go in for the dill pickle but I would go in for these.
1: You know what I'm finding is that the smaller ones like the smaller shards of chips are actually more flavorful and I don't know why that is. But they taste dillier. I'm going to grab my pairing since we're... Oh yeah! Okay so what I have for you today folks is La Croix. Blackberry cucumber, mure papino, naturally essence sparkling water. And I brought this, less for the blackberry, more for the cucumber. Okay. So I figured, dill pickle, cucumber. Right. No brainer.
2: Wow, that is one fizzy beverage. Thank you, Katie. <coughs> my gosh. <laughs> oh,
1: no. So I've never had... Let's... <laughs> I've never had any
2: lacroix before in my life.
1: How do you pronounce it? Lacroix. I really like the way that you said it. Me? Yeah. Oh, I learned
2: well, to pronounce lacroix. Lacroix. La oh, that's, Yeah. It that seems like an American brutalization of a French word to me. Likely. Um.
0: So lacroix, La Croix, like. Uh, mm-hmm. La Croix. Yeah. Like... We were definitely not at this bridge. No. No. The bridge is. Dang. In that was a very neat bridge, though. Heartland. New Brunswick which is Mm. far far to the west of New Brunswick um, which you would have to be planning that trip to go there basically oh well no that's where you would go if you were driving not through the states to get east Um, so I must have driven closer there on my trip last year but I didn't go past there anyway I digress Uh, the bridge is pretty great looking The Old Covered Bridge, or no, it's not Old Covered Bridge. Coveredbridgechips.com is a much more modern, updated version of a website, and this is a photo of the bridge. I
2: bet you that website's responsive. There's no way that the Hawkins website was responsive. (laughs) Mm, No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. This one has a hamburger menu. It does have a hamburger menu and a little animation. Um, A hamburger
1: menu? Squeeze me?
0: hmm that's what you call this little... I oh, lines. I see, okay. No, oh, that's what they call the hamburger, hamburger menu. Hamburger we'll menu. Mm. Oh, Which, this never This bridge made is, made for made being it. an old covered bridge, it is very long. Look, It's over quite a wide river.
1: I mean, it's hard to tell how long it actually is. That was just not slapped track, together
2: though. by just anybody. They, like, there was an engineer involved on this bridge. Mm-hmm.
1: So this bridge that we're talking about is the longest covered bridge in the world in Heartland, New Brunswick.
0: So these are also
1: Canadian chips. Uh Whether or not they're actually... Oh, it does say made in Canada from domestic and imported ingredients.
0: Oh, yeah. Their website's very clear that it's a family business. Mm -hmm. and still owned by the family. Mm. They like their staff. They're into... Yeah, they've got the process. Whoa, there's a process here. You can go for a tour of their factory if you're ever out that way. I wonder if we can give these guys a call too. I'm sure they'd love to hear from us.
1: Or if we have any listeners in New Brunswick who feel like they want to pop by the Covered Bridge Factory, drop us a line. ChipchatYTZ. YTZ. What well, was that URL, Katie? Oh, well, it's not. A, it's not a URL. Oh. Um, it's our Instagram, which is ChipchatYTZ.
2: YTZ. YTZ. Check you... us
1: out, folks. There's a Facebook ChipchatYTZ. YTZ. We got Facebook. We got Instagram. We got our website with all of our podcasts. So wait, what is...
2: You do
0: have a website. You do have an Mm URL. So what is that URL? It's a little trickier.
1: It's a little trickier to say, which is why I didn't say it.
0: I'm just going to register at ChipChat.ca. I mean, I'm going to have to get on that real soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um,
1: What do you think of the pairing, folks?
0: Well, I haven't... I haven't even gotten into it. I can already... See, I already know that there's a... There, I can already smell it.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. That is, that is damn near to club soda right there.
1: Aquai doesn't really have a ton of flavor, but there's a subtle... It's more cucumbery than black... Uh, no, maybe there's like an equal balance of blackberry and cucumber.
2: There is a little... A little... little little... From the blackberry. This,
1: uh-huh. uh, but hello. It, it,
0: it's there and it's gone again subtlety. Cover Bridge is still a very a very manual. There's so, lots of people involved in the process. Way more than the factory that we saw. Look, this guy's actually this guy actually is doing something with a knife, not just a big machine. <laughs> I... <laughs> we sh- you it's should definitely check out these websites. And...
2: I like your pairing, Katie. I think it's, their, their, it's an understated yeah. chip with an understated beverage and it's not it's not i could happily blowing me down if uh, if i wanted a less intense more kind of like Mm -hmm. sophisticated i i I don't feel like binging on these you know what i mean it's like just just here and there like the flavor isn't so intense and that vicious cycle that we're talking about with the coca-cola and the hawkins that doesn't take hold i feel like i'm in control Of this snack game right here,
1: and you are quite in control. In fact, you've barely touched your chips. Yeah, no,
2: that's it's that's the thing. So bold. I I need to, uh, you guys are really impressing me. Normally, I'm a very quick eater, but uh, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) maybe it's just how nice everything is, it's slowing me down. I don't
0: know. Mm -hmm. Mm. Speaking of, I'm gonna throw another log on the fire. Mm.
1: If you'd like to see photographs of our uh, recording space, find this. On Chip Chat, Ytz on Instagram. Hey.
0: <laughs> now we're gonna have to post the photos of fire.
2: This, this, uh, I was uh, mentioning earlier that I always try to imagine where a podcast is being recorded. We did. And I think if people were able to see this recording space, they'd be pleasantly surprised.
0: Uh-huh. Why is that?
2: Because it's home. It's. It's very home. It's not some sterile
0: studio studio that's you know it's if anything it's a makeshift studio there's a blanket can, hanging can, right i mean y- you're making it work but it's making it work it's that home family setting that i think of when i think of chips you know
1: it smells like a campfire there's a dog somewhere Susan,
0: many cats oh what Sp- spike died oh mm-hmm.
1: spike died our fish what happened when did spike die last week
0: the other day yesterday to yesterday
1: yeah vanessa or some one of you said that he was being like not very responsive like he was just sort of in his his element he wasn't like you know he wasn't super jazzed yeah about life life in the bathroom did you move him out of here because this was too hot
0: no, we moved it, um, we moved him out of here because this room is so big and so underutilized in our house We in the winter because it's hard to heat. We don't really use it as much. So we moved him yeah. into the bathroom because we keep the heat up a little bit higher in the bathroom and it's smaller. If you close the door, it stays warmer. So we were hoping that he would stay warmer.
1: Yeah.
0: But unfortunately, Spike died. I, Spike. I had a cat named Spike. Never. My, my, my had he, he died. <laughs> Were you
1: like, yeah. who's this cat named Spike that I've never heard about before?
0: No, Mike knows. I'm, I'm trying John to remember
2: the Simpsons. I'm trying to remember the rest of it. Something, then something, something, something. She lied. She lied.
0: My, like my mom said, she was
2: sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She lied. She lied. That's it. I was.
1: Whenever I hear the, I was gonna
2: li- try Vanessa into it. Uh, anyway.
1: Whenever I hear the name Spike, I think about Spike from Degrassi.
2: That's exactly what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, man, she got she got real pregnant there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's that's what really I remember. How it goes?
2: Like, you could say Spike. I think of grassy <laughs> and then pregnancy, in that order. Bang, bang, bang.
0: Um, when Vanessa, I picked up Spike when Vanessa wasn't home, and. In my mind, I wanted to name him Spike, mm-hmm. and then when Vanessa got home and saw the fish, she said, we should name him Spike.
1: Are you serious?
0: I wow. am serious.
1: Did you just, like, collapse in a pile on the floor? I That's, like, one of those moments where you know that either you're really connected to someone, or...
0: You listen to a lot of Tom Petty.
1: Are you listening? Is there a spike? Is there a song called Spike by Tom? There's Petty? There's a song
0: by Tom Petty called Spike.
1: Oh, see, I'm not. I was not aware. I like to think of myself as a Tom Petty fan. It's kind of a weird one.
0: It's actually a very spike. weird one. It's the story of maybe <laughs> Tom Petty and his buddies knowing this weird guy around town and having an altercation with him in a bar.
1: His name is Spike, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, he yeah. wears a dog collar.
1: Cool. Sounds like a babe. Yeah. Sounds like he wants to be a dog, though, maybe.
0: I want to be your dog. <laughs> this
1: is quickly <laughs> turning into
2: a, a Fish and Tom Petty-based podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Not Fish, P-H. FYI. No. Wouldn't, wouldn't dream of it. Should no. we get back to uh, Coverbridge? Or should we maybe Although move this on is... to our next bag, our daily bag?
0: A friend of mine is going to... Uh, Tom said that he really wants to do an episode on Covered Bridge. He's from out there, so we right? might get a little bit more intimate with Cupboard Bridge in the future.
1: Okay, well, this is just our our intro to Covered Bridge, then.
0: Mm. Thank you for mm-hmm. bringing in. Yeah. yeah,
2: no, that's that's a that's a delicious. Oh shoot, I forgot my proper pairing. So I was talking about triangles before. <laughs> I actually brought full-size Snickers to go with my hot. Oh, shoot. Oh, my
1: goodness. Gosh, <laughs> Gosh darn it. He brought Snickers, and it's not just, like, one Snicker. It's, like, four bars in a... Well,
2: I wasn't sure. Balo I knew there bag. were going to be three of us, and th- there's no point in bringing a full-size Snickers. Well, geez,
0: Maybe.
1: <laughs> well, gee <whiz. laughs>
2: Uh, we may just have to send you home with the Snickers there, Katie. Can
1: we edit this part into the part before? <laughs> no, because the no, be Hawkins are almost
2: all gone. No no amount of studio magic is going to fix
0: this horrible mistake. So what ever. we're well, saying is that those, we're not going
1: to try the Snickers?
0: Those Snickers might go well with mine, because mm. mine mm-hmm. is taking us down another path tonight. Are, are we ready? I just emptied Mikey's. Mm. Bowl into the bag so that we could yes. get going. Cause, oh yeah, Pass on because he's he's going real slow with these chips. I'm lollygagging. Lollygagging. Okay, so my chip of the day is compliments. Yes. Extra exclamation point <laughs> flavor. <laughs> mm. Jalapeno popper flavor. Mm. So How the many bag A's an extra there. Three, three. A's. Stop. Exclamation point. Um, No artificial flavors or colors. So that's a boast above Uncle Ray's simulated colored bits.
1: And above Covered Bridge, frankly.
0: Let's see what these have in the ingredients. Canola oil, seasoning, maltodextrose, blah blah, blah, onion, jalapeno. So they're saying that it's going to be like a lot, a lot of flavor. Where are we at with the salt content? Not that high, all things considered. Um, yeah, so, let's, do a, let's do a little
1: comparison. More, a
0: little salt in well, We're
1: talking uh, nutritional value. So, so what, little...
0: what, what, what size is your serving,
1: side, first side. Well. 50 grams. 50 grams. 50 grams. I think that's the standard then. Okay. How many items do you have in your 50 grams? I have 26 chips.
0: 24 chips.
2: Oh. 20, uh, how do you know that? Well,
1: usually we'll say per something chips or per something. Oh, oh,
2: I see. I, I got a three-quarter cup.
1: Ah, okay. Classic. Okay. Totally classic. Okay, and yeah. then for mine, sodium, it comes in at a pretty whopping 360 milligrams, I'd say.
0: <sighs> so that's what, 15%? 16. 16? Mm-hmm. Mine's like 320 at 13%.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You guys
2: are stuck in those threes,
0: eh?
1: <laughs> 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 it's about uh,
2: I'm, salt. I'm rocking a solid 450, uh, 20% of your daily value. Wow. Jeez, I mean. But I'm going to say Jeez, that. Ah, oh, no, it's by weight. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, yeah, it's
1: not even you violent. might have a
2: few chips, but this is a three-quarter cup, but no, it's by weight, isn't it? Yes. It's 50 grams to 50 grams. 50
0: grams. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tired of bland, fragile chips? No! Satisfy your...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mikey, the guy who went to Indian restaurants and ordered yeah, rice. I'm
2: fine with bland. Actually, I'm doing a lot better
0: these days. I know, I know. Uh tired of bland, fragile chips? Satisfy your intense chip craving with our flavor blasted ridged potato chips. Each chip is busting oh. bursting with extreme seasoning. Did did they say busting and bursting busting or was that your bursting. correction? That was a correction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's like
0: a boss I was trying to do like, it.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Each chip is bursting with extreme seasoning. Your taste buds won't know what hit them. All right, so let's get into it. It's, uh, I chose this, specifically, oh, I like the look of them. They're very cute. How's
1: the smell when you open the bag?
0: I'm also curious about this. Uh, Does it
1: hit you with, like, a waft of...
0: There's there's gonna be some spice to it. Yeah. The oil smells okay. They don't, they look good. (laughs) They look good. They look good, I tell ya. Can I have a little pee? Oh,
2: yeah. That so I have a, little, that, that uh, reminds kind
1: of a me, Oh yeah. They're so, very golden.
2: That reminds me of one of my favorite chip golden brands. Color. Uh also by Old Dutch.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Oh. Uh Ridgies. Ridgies. In the black bags. Yeah. Don't pass them by they're if you don't. Riggies. have. you
1: know what? I have I've been passing by the ridgies. Yeah,
2: they're I don't know why. They can get to too much, but as a little stray from your usual chip game. Uh-huh. Are they similar where they're too much like they have a lot of flavor? Uh yeah, they're very flavorful. They mm. have a blooming onion that is just
0: Spot on. All right. Do you want to finish up your... Oh, yeah. That's right. Cheers. Chip cheers. Chip cheers. Chip cheers. That was awkward. Oh,
1: I got Who's <laughs> yeah. dragging chips across chips? Oh, so yeah. This is interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The chip that I just ate had a big brown spot on it. Wow. Which is contrary to what I thought about how they process the chips. Like, I thought they would get rid of the ones that are...
2: So, yeah, that is... That have
1: brown spots on them?
2: That's a lot more flavor than what we... were Katie's...
1: Mm-hmm.
2: uh Bag of the day. Chip... Chip... What's that segment called again? Daily bag? My daily bag. Daily bag. Katie's daily bag is definitely the low valley between mm-hmm. the incredibly salty Hawkins and... Mm-hmm. These just
1: be the incredibly salty helping the chips.
0: They're not but, incredibly salty but also smoky. They're the least salty of all the chips here today.
1: They don't honestly they taste really salty to me. And maybe it's the heat, maybe it's the combination of the heat and the salt together that just make them so intense.
0: I love the the feeling. I love the ridge, mm-hmm. the cut. So this is
2: a fine ridge, I would say. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. thinking of ruffles yep. or Not even ruffles. like the wavies, forget mm-hmm. about it. This is a tightly knit,
0: think corduroy pants. Mm-hmm. Exactly, corduroy pants. And that's what I think, that's where the extra flavor comes from. Because of the ridge, uh, that the shape actually allows it to get more flavor to stick to it. Right. So, so more more surface. So hey, I'm going to say it. If you mm. like the old Dutch
2: Ridgies, they come out. They come in at a pretty, pretty hefty price point. I would wager that these, are compliments, or is it just compliments now? Compliments. Compliments. Uh, extra flavor chips
0: are probably a little friendlier on the wallet
1: price point. Do you, Les? Do you recall what these set you back? Uh,
0: maybe, maybe two, maybe two fifty. Yeah, it's, not, a, it's a very big bag. You're pretty not good
1: value that. here. Pretty mm-hmm. good value.
0: Ridges
2: will run you no less than four.
1: Well, I haven't tried ridges, so I can't really compare them to ridges. but jeez. I'm I'm gonna remedy that.
2: Michael. I can I can only bring one back. Like I just have to.
1: <laughs> you can only educate us as much as you possibly can. Man, no, it's before we have to go out and educate I... ourselves.
2: Even the gummies alone is like a whole range that I could go into. I'll just say this. You see Red Band? Get it.
1: Are we talking gummies now?
2: We're talking gummies. That's, that's I just got to do a quick plug for Red Band. They're doing great work in the gummy market. Um,
0: so, <laughs> we were looking last week into what, where do these brands come from? Mm-hmm. Because... Wellsy was saying that in Germany they actually don't they don't go crazy for chips in the same way that they seem to be as crazy for chips in North America. And when I say crazy for chips, I mean we're at the point now where we've got massive global mega brands of chips. They're right. huge global mega brands. Lace. Um, part of the biggest food empires
2: to ever exist on the planet, I would think. You're probably right. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, we're talking Pepsi, we're talking Coke. I mean, these mm-hmm. these are
0: massive, massive food brands. But then there's your house brands, and almost every chain has their house brand of chips. Even Rexall Pharmacy, like, has that. That was where the Nosh Co came from. Right. So, I actually work out in East York, a bunch of factories, and I've got
2: a little insight into how all these little brands get. All their food because
0: if you're a company and you want to release your own food brand, I mean, that's that's a whole other thing, right? So, there must be a manufacturer for that just makes chips, ding ding ding, or yeah. there's uh, there's definitely companies that specialize in just making different food items for different companies and just letting them brand them, sure, exactly. Right. So, I went with this one because I suspected that it was going to be delicious and that it was probably made by something like. Super Puff, snack co. Mm, super puffed. Yeah, that was the one that we found that seemed, seemed to be well on potatopro.com <laughs> where you can find. Hold up, what is potatopro.com?
1: If you want to know what who made your favorite brand of potato chips, you can go on potatopro.com, it'll tell you which companies make which brands of chips. That's amazing.
2: Just, just being able to glimpse into the umbrella structure of food companies is yeah, nice. that's mm.
0: exactly it. So Potato Pro would be where it, you would go if you were, example, compliments, and you can. wanted to get a house brand of chips made. All the different styles.
1: So you think that this website is actually for the manufacturers of chips? Or for the distributors who are looking for companies to manufacture chips that they can then put their name on?
0: This is a business to business website.
1: Right, it's not for the lowly consumer. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's right.
0: No, this is where Compliments finds their extra flavor chip manufacturer. These are so good. Oh my god, I love them.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I typically don't go in for the smoky and the hot. Uh, bar- is barbecue is all right because it's really mostly sweet when you're talking barbecue, but these definitely go on to uh, a whole other level. Those are th- those are some good chips. Mm-hmm. I-, I would crave them once in a while, probably.
0: So my pairing, I was standing there and I was looking around and I thought, what's the best pairing? So to combat the Coca Cola, I went with water and lemon Hold with some the ice. Bone. I put it in the Soda Stream bottle, and I was going to pump it, mm-hmm. and then I didn't. Because I remembered... I actually prefer still water. It's from the Brita. It's room temperature. <laughs> um, you guys are on the
2: next level with this. So, was there a particular reason that you're thinking, like, the lemon water...
0: I thought that the, the water would be a nice... I also brought big glasses this time. Katie probably noticed that I got bigger glasses this time. I did time notice that, yeah. Because I wanted to be able to, like, chug the water. Because I love having a drink that I can drink a lot of, and water is a good one to do that.
1: Water was made for that purpose, I think. Oh, yep. so you for had an express reason. Uh-oh. Uh, are these hand juice lemons?
0: Hand juice lemons. lemons. Oops. Oh, that's alright. It can take it. Okay.
1: Well, let's see if this cuts the salty. Hold on.
0: on, on, on. Oh, oh so look, can we have a cube too. Can uh, get, dig your own cube. Spare notes. I'm gonna
1: go through ten.
0: Okay. Cheers. Cheers. But yeah,
2: where do potato um, chips come from?
0: That's
1: nice. That is really good. Refreshing. (sighs) Les is happy.
0: Yeah, I'm happy. This is a really delicious pairing. I'm really happy with it.
1: How do you feel about the Snickers? So you wouldn't, maybe didn't pick up on this, listeners, but um, when we were eating chips, Michael very kindly passed out some Snickers bars. Yeah. So
2: I I really pictured these going with the Hawkins. Because the Hawkins is so salty, Mm -hmm. you want some sweet to cut it. Granted, the coke does that, right?
1: But I think this is somewhere in between salty and sweet. My god, though, these bars has, are so cute. They're pretty cute.
0: So cute it's
1: They've got peanuts in them. They've got caramel.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: it's it's really a great little bar. I mean, it's it's my, it's my default go-to chocolate bar. I'm gonna say that.
0: I don't buy a chocolate bar very often, but I do. Sometimes get a Snickers when I'm totally freaking out and need to eat something because mm-hmm. I haven't had enough food. Hmm. I,
1: think how, I think that's how they marketed them. Actually, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the eighties, they marketed them where like if you oh. missed a meal, then you got low blood sugar. Or the nineties.
2: Mm-hmm. Even recently, yeah, like I think they had like, some ad where like Gilbert Gottfried was in the role of a mother mm-hmm. and. uh Eventually, they got a Snickers, and then they returned to their normal state and stopped being mm-hmm. So Gilbert Gottfried, um, maybe I'm getting that wrong, but something like that. Oh, watch a whole lot of TV where all the ads are.
1: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what, Michael? I think this is maybe a good time to talk about the piece of paper you have in front of you.
2: That's got oh, so highlighter on it, and yeah. So I I wanted to do some research. Uh, so. Can, can I pull the veil back a bit here, guys, and say that...
1: Pull that it all the way back.
2: We actually did a kind of test run chip chat before your first episode.
1: I heard about that. I wasn't invited. <gasps> I'm over it. <laughs> but,
2: so in it, I was trying to come up with stuff to talk about just off the top of my head. And one thing that I wanted to discuss that I think has kind of gone unspoken by most people is that uh when I was a kid and I was eating chips you'd go into the bag and every once in a while you'd pull out a green chip yeah you do not see green chips anymore they have figured out the green chip problem but was it ever really a problem that's
1: the question (laughs) Well, I actually just pulled out a like a chip that was partly like brown. Does that is that what you're talking about? Like no, what not is at all. The green chip.
2: So maybe 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 I'm showing my age a bit here, but uh, definitely in the 80s. Let's say one out of every 20 chips in the bag would be this strange green color.
0: Okay.
2: Do you, do you know what I'm talking about here? Or 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 there'd be a, a, a banner of green running through the chip. Or one half of the chip.
0: I feel like this only happens in, like, like, not ridged potato chips. No, ridged, I think, yeah.
2: Well, no, even then you could get some in the ridged as well. But it was definitely more prominent in the non-ridged chips.
1: Okay, and but what was it? Like, what is the green chip? Is it just a chip, like a potato so gone bad? when I was a
2: kid, I always wondered. I would, I would stare at that chip. I'm like, what is that? Is that mold? Is that something that's going to kill me? Is that poison? I don't poisonous? think it's going to
0: bad. I think it's young. I think it would be like a young potato. No, young no. Potato? I actually know the answer now. Oh, yes. Do tell. <laughs> well, okay, but. You have us here guessing like assholes.
2: <laughs> guessing like assholes. The assholes that are so famous for guessing. Uh, so, So, here's the thing. Potatoes, as you know, are largely grown underground, yeah? But as a potato grows, it may just happen to peak itself above the soil. And Mm. since it is a plant, if it's poking above the soil and light is hitting it, the plant knows, hey, I can photosynthesize that.
1: Photosensitivity.
2: So it loads up that chunk of the potato with chlorophyll.
1: Holy Moses! I should have known this. I should have known this, and I didn't yeah. know it.
2: So what? The green chip is chlorophyll that is really harmless. So apparently, if you cook chlorophyll in such a certain way, it is it produces this very mild poison. But you would have to eat so many chips that it would kill you anyway. So the poison is really not a problem. So the, the green chip is perfectly safe. If I could go back to 1983, I would I would pat. Young Mikey on the back and say, "Listen it's okay to eat those green chips because I really st- stared each one of those down before inevitably eating them.
1: think of all the chips yeah. you missed
2: I know uh, i would I would eat them uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would just take me a while and I would stare at them skeptically and it would really mm-hmm. slow me down, which apparently is still a problem because I'm, I'm
1: yeah, you're really loafing on that um, yeah I'm sorry, so
2: you was... looked that up. what else did you look up okay, so wait a second,
1: mm-hmm. so if this
2: is the problem, if ch- potatoes poking above the ground when you're growing them is the problem, well, there's no there's no freshest te- technology that's going to solve that. How do they solve the green chip problem? Because they certainly did. Humans? No. Cameras. Right? They installed cameras onto the potato chip line, and any aberrant green chip that was spotted was removed. With a puff of air? Uh, I don't know if it's a puff
0: of air. I didn't get this many details. We but. actually watched a video of the chip <laughs> manufacturing process, and it was again like I think it was a camera mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that and, would identify the and
0: it would blow it off into a trough chips. on the side,
1: mm-hmm. but,
0: but with a puff of air. Yeah. But check this out. It's perfectly safe to
2: eat the green chips. You can't taste the chlorophyll.
1: So it's purely aesthetic
2: then. Purely aesthetic. Purely because we're more likely to buy the bag of chips that solves the green chip problem than the bag that hasn't. It's just, just for our comfort. That's
0: all. Yep.
1: So as a young or young child, would you have actually remembered which bags of chips or which brands of chips had more green chips than others? Or is that um, something that you would have there
0: was it a unilateral chip problem? out? Know? Not as a child, no.
2: For a couple reasons. I was a real dumb kid. And I didn't put stuff together real well.
1: I doubt that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> there's 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 empirical skeptical. evidence about my stupidity as a child. That's all right. I've moved past it. Um, but also, I didn't do the shopping. If I got chips, True. no, no parent was going to put a full bag of chips in front of me because that bag of chips would be gone. So I always got a little bowl of chips. A little so, bowl of green chips. A little bowl of <laughs> green chips. And that's that's how I would get my serving because. Otherwise, we'd just tear through them.
0: Do you Unless, think that you correlated green chips with green eggs and ham, and you knew that the, they did not like green eggs and ham? I
2: don't know that I've ever read green eggs and ham. It's a classic book, Mike. Yeah, like, if I, again, think back to childhood, Jacob Tutu and the Hooded Fang. But that's, that would come after. <laughs> uh, so maybe I just don't remember it, but uh, there's some Seuss in our house, but not a whole lot But, uh, no, I I was definitely worried that the green chips were poisonous. Hmm. And uh, great concern as I ate them.
1: (laughs) But you did eat them. Oh, yes. (laughs) No question.
2: You're not going to waste a chip. I got my little bowl of chips. That's how many chips I got.
1: Same with me. I was only ever allowed to have about, like, this size of chips. That's
2: just good parenting.
1: That's good parenting. Kudos, Don and Brenda.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sue and Noel. Yep.
1: (laughs) Sue and Noel. Your dad's name is Noel? Yes. I love that name.
2: Yeah. He's a, he's a proper Englishman. No. Uh-huh. No. Although, uh, people over here don't know it all that well. He no was L- a Bobby. Gets Noel. Yeah, he was a Bobby. He,
0: he was, was also, a Bobby?
2: Yeah, he was also... Uh, and I actually recently learned where the term Bobby came from. It was the founder of that uh, uh, unit of the British police force. It was Robert something. And so it was this Robert fella and his Bobbies.
1: Oh, right so was he an actual Bobby like was his name Bobby or was he a Bobby
0: his name was Robert and then he had a whole group of boy band yeah and and they were
2: they were his Bobbies no
0: but I mean your dad
2: oh my dad was a Bobby yeah but his name's Noel
0: but his
1: name's Noel yeah he's a Bobby named Noel
2: yeah and uh, he even worked Toronto Metro for a while when he came over because he met my mom she was a uh, uh, she worked for an airline so she Mm -hmm. was back and forth between England all the time so they eventually came over here started a family
1: did they meet on an airplane
2: no uh it's it's this is one of the most uh the story of my parents meeting is one of the coldest most cynical dating stories you'll ever hear in your life uh it's uh my my dad had a date with this lady uh he went to pick her up she was gone out with another fella but my mom answered the door so he was just kind of like hey what are you up to and so then they went on a date just out of convenience
1: and they uh, produced a bunch of children from that. Yeah, cu- couple,
2: and... couple, couple, banged up kids. Yeah, I mean, they didn't beat us. Uh, <laughs> we just, they, they, they did, uh, we both have horrible endocrine problems. It's uh, they, they just didn't mix. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the origins this of me. A
1: lot of. Um...
2: Yeah, no. This oh, is I a very do. Do most episodes? of the episodes stray this much into fish and Tom Petty <laughs> <No>. and
0: parents <Pierce laughs> meeting? And uh... this one's pretty pretty dense. Yeah,
2: because uh, man, I'm really I'm really dying to get talking about. Well, we're an hour in, so I think
0: that maybe we should get talking about.
2: It. Okay, so do you guys know who invented the potato chip?
0: We know that there is some contested information around who invented the potato chip.
1: Hmm. mm Hmm.
0: What do I you know?
1: Yeah, tell us what you so, know, Michael.
0: So
2: I think, so there's there's the myth that I think people have largely bought. And that is that the potato chip was invented by George
1: Crumb. This is what we discovered last week, or th- or, we, or so we thought.
2: You know, George Crum's not his real name. Uh, his real name is George Speck. Crumb was the name of the horse his dad rode when he was a jockey. And, uh, George took the name of the horse.
1: What are your sources? Yeah. <laughs> Everything we read said George Crumb. Pretty right. definitively, so... No, no, no. He definitely okay. went
2: by George Crumb, and, like... Right. Crumb was the name that he took. But, uh, his... his the original family name was Speck. Right. Just so you know, if you're looking up for census data or stuff like that, I'm sure that, uh, for, on all official sources, he must have done that. But, uh, so, yeah. He was a chef. Uh... At the Moon Lake Lodge
0: mm-hmm.
2: in uh, Saratoga Springs, New York. Now, I thought Moon Lake sounds like a lovely lake. But Moon Lake was owned by a guy named Carrie Moon. So now I don't really know if this lodge was on Moon Lake mm-hmm. or I doubt it was.
1: sure it was just on a lake and it was owned by a guy named Moon.
2: It seems like, again, that's being deceptive. That's like flavors again. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're hiding something there, right? hmm Anyway, so story goes that uh, some picky customer came in one night asking for french fries and uh, says, hey man, these french fries are not thinly sliced enough. And so sent the fries back to the kitchen where crumb, being accommodating,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, cut, cut the fries even thinner and sent them back to which this picky fellow supposedly said still not thin enough. And so this kind of irritated George Crumb, who's, you know, I'll, I'll cut them thinner for you once, but twice is, come on now, I've got other things to do. I'm a busy chef, right? So he cut them to an absurdly thin level and really oversalted them in order to foil this uh, prickly pair of a customer. And, uh, and the customer was thrilled and just, just stupefied and said, yes, this is perfect. This is absolutely what I want. And boom, potato chips were invented.
1: So in a way, the customer invented them.
2: So this is actually a claim that's been made. So there's another version of this tale where that customer is no one else than railroad mogul Cornelius Vanderbilt. And the Vanderbilt family has been trying to take credit for invention of the potato chip out of their consumer pickiness.
1: Hmm. Okay. So is the the jury still out on that one, or have we? Well, I think this is all hogwash.
2: So there's another story where Crumb's sister-in-law, Kate Weeks, or Auntie Kate, or Aunt Kate, uh, was frying up some pastries in a big old uh, vat of fat while she was also peeling some potatoes. Mm. One of one of the potato peels fell into the to the vat of fat. She fished it out, and. George saw it sitting there on the drain board or whatever and decided to eat it and said, wow, this is delicious. We should start selling it for ten cents a bag.
1: So this is still Speck slash Crumb?
2: No, I don't... Yeah, yeah that's, that's still Crumb. George, that's that's okay. still the Crumb. So the here's most credible
0: version is that Katie Speck Wicks invented the chip in an accident. Not ha, Speck. Speck spec Wicks. Wicks? I had it as weeks. Well, in the book Crunch, A History of the Great American Potato Chip by Dirk... Burns that Katie took out from the Toronto Public Library today. The published name is Katie Speck Wicks. Interesting, Aunt Katie though.
2: Moon's Lake House.
0: Okay, so those facts um, are correct.
2: Moon's Lake House. Okay, that's and that's a better name. So, but here's the thing. Just, just, just taking the cold. Oh, edge of razor the the cold razor's (laughs) edge of logic to this potatoes, fat salt Mm -hmm. how long is it really going to take how long have those three existed together and how long is it really going to take for you to slice a potato thin and fry it so I think potato chips are likely really a grassroots movement that came from the people uh, like, it's like trying to attribute uh, the works of Homer to a single person. You can't do it. So it's an oral history. This is, this is a, a foodie history. This is, this is a shared... That's what I think anyway. There's no way that one... So what we're really talking about then is popularizing
1: mm-hmm. it. Right.
2: And they definitely did that uh, at uh, the Moon Lake Lodge is that they, these chips became immensely popular, and they were served in restaurants all around Saratoga Springs. In fact, uh, they were known... Ah, uh, jeez, I've got this here somewhere... as uh, Saratoga chips. Mm. Well into the middle of the 20th century. So, but these chips are coming out of restaurants, right? Right. We don't... When we think of chips now, we think of chips coming out of bags. Like but Hawkins has like, like these nine these different batches.
1: freshly, batch. right. Freshly kettled, so salted.
0: Now, so if you look at this uh, Ray Woodley's craft chippery website that I just found, on dot com, where they're all on forks,
2: right? So I mean, potato chips were originally a restaurant item. There's no certainly during their first popularization. So the crumb spec weeks wicks connection
0: starts in, like, 1853. Oh, there is actually crumb, crumb, chum, crumb, speck, speak, wick, weeks. Nice. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, I mean, at least this is lining up. Yeah. I'd be worried if we were really kind of contradicting one another here. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, the first people to really take the chip and put it in a bag um... There's three big names there, in in my mind. You got William Tappenden, based out of Cleveland, Ohio, around 1895.
1: Mm -hmm. You got
2: Herman Lay. Lay! Lay. Uh, Possibly uh, the biggest name in chips today. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Lay's. uh, Now under uh, the Pepsi food brand. So he got bought out. But uh, both these guys were really just essentially savvy businessmen that figured out that if you could bag up a potato chip... And sell it at the grocer's mm-hmm. instead of the restaurant you're gonna find a lot more customers because people don't go to restaurants to eat potato chips they they
1: I, I mean some people do
2: but here's the thing we we're, we're, we're already talking about how it's kind of a shameful thing that I will take potato chips as a meal mm-hmm. um, and so if you're going to a restaurant maybe it's maybe it's an appetizer or something but it's it's, it's a convenient snack at home For mm-hmm. me
1: So what did they have to do then to make them To preserve them So that they could be bagged so, and Here's the thing distributed?
2: I don't think either of these guys Did a whole lot to advance that My real hero here Is Laura, Laura Scudder Laura Scudder Is Preach the bomb it, Okay boy. so First of all She, she was a nurse uh-huh. She was a lawyer in fact... Wait, she,
1: she's a nurse and a lawyer?
2: She was a nurse and then a lawyer. Okay. And not only that, she's the first known female attorney in Ukiah, California. You go, girl. So, Tappenden, Lay, these guys are over on, uh, you know, east side. Tappenden working out of uh, Cleveland. Lay working out of Nashville.
1: Okay.
2: Scudder, she's out in Cali. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Tappan is like eighteen ninety five. Lay's going around the South selling chips out of the trunk of his car in nineteen twenties. Laura Scudder also gets her, uh, her her company moving in the nineteen twenties, and she was the one that came out with a waxed paper bag.
1: Check her out, Madge. Do Laura Scudder seems
0: so rad to me. Like,
1: yeah.
0: oh. can I see that? Oh yeah. Yeah. She looks smart.
2: So not yeah. only that. <laughs> Uh, she, she came, she came up with what's good, like uh, twin packs, because she realized that if you pack the chips into smaller bags, yeah, they're less likely to cross-contaminate and go stale oh, okay. and things like that. So she came up with all these freshness techniques. Perhaps the most influential is she actually put the packaging date of her chips on the bag.
1: Mm.
2: Now, this is the first time ever that anyone puts a freshness date on any food product. It goes on to a potato chip. Hmm.
1: So is it like a best before date, or is it a packaged on date?
2: Packaged on date, so okay. that customers could know when the product is packaged.
1: And her packaging, I have to say, like, I'm just looking at photos of her um, chip packages online now, and they're really beautiful. Like, they, they rival the, the cheesy's packaging, actually.
2: Yeah. So, um, basically, but she was really obsessed with freshness, but she's... Uh, uh, her, her tagline Do you see this tagline on any of those labels? Laura Scudders potato chips The noisiest chip in the world
1: Let's See <laughs> Unfortunately that wasn't a very noisy no, chip No
2: that's not a very noisy chip I need one of the dill pickle chips in order to do that right I mean
1: or you just need a Laura Scudders But unfortunately I don't think those are available
2: So here's the longer. thing
1: Tell us about Why do the we app?
2: know about Lay and not Scudder
1: Yeah well I mean I think the obvious answer Is that she's a woman or was it that she was bought out by a bigger company, perhaps Lay? No,
2: your first instinct was right there, Katie. Oh, well, so it seems like both of them are right. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, but one would lead to the other, you would think. Perhaps go on. So, uh, so she's not as well known as Herman Lay and his brands, but she had a lot of troubles running the company during the Great Depression. She got started in the twenties. Sure enough, kept going to the thirties. So she had to branch out to other products like mayonnaise and peanut butter, mm-hmm. so that uh, because all these are based off of seasonal products, right? Seasonal vegetables mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So in order to keep her workforce going, she rotated the products that they made.
1: Right, because when you look her up, the first thing that comes up is Laura Scudder peanut butter.
2: Well, there you even go.
1: before potato And
2: isn't that just a thing? That's poetry right there, Laura Scudder peanut butter. I would yeah. want that on my <laughs> toast every morning. But uh, during the Great Depression, she had another problem, is that she couldn't get insurance for her delivery truck because none of the male-dominated insurance industry in the area would think that a woman would be able to pay her policies on time. Okay. Uh, now, eventually, mm-hmm. she did find a female insurance agent
1: mm-hmm. that
2: not only insured that truck, but ended up insuring every single truck in her entire fleet. So it started off with one truck, and she did grow, and she did manage to persevere to a point, but it, she was constantly facing challenges in running this company.
1: So what ultimately happened to Laura Scudder Products? Uh,
0: that's that's I don't have that answer. In 1957, Scudder Foods was sold to an oil company, and soon after that, two years, the Grand Dame of Potato Chips passed away at the age of 77, but not before becoming a household name throughout California. Huh. So, yeah, um,
1: so
2: these days, I mean, we, we, we take Scudder's inventions, and that's been passed on. So I found out that all these bags that we just opened were filled with pure nitrogen. This is not oh. your regular atmosphere inside a chip bag.
1: Okay. Nitrogen.
2: Nitrogen. So the Earth's atmosphere is already like 80% nitrogen. So that, this isn't some real big trick. They just got to get the oxygen out of there. Because if you have oxygen in your chip bag...
1: It's going to oxygenate.
2: And it's going to make those chips go nasty. Um,
1: <laughs> is that the, the technical term?
2: Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I believe that's...
1: Go nasty.
2: Go nasty, yeah. And uh, that's also why you also have so much extra space in your chip bags. Because okay. the last step is to pump it full of nitrogen. And it acts both, both as a way to protect the chips. Because uh, if they're all crushed. packed in tightly, they'll yeah. just get crushed. And uh, also that nitrogen keeps them nice and fresh.
0: Huh. That answers a question that I had earlier.
1: You're answering all of our questions, Mikey. I'm
2: trying. You might,
1: be, you might be putting chit-chat out of business, actually.
0: No, there's so much more. There's so much more. There's, there's so much more. There's this whole book. There I is an entire
1: book called Crunch about like, the history of the great American potato chips. There's a episode. bunch
0: of Scudder food products that pages in here. She's mentioned quite a bit.
2: Scudder, to me, seemed like, the, if I could credit any one person, the waxed paper bag... Right. is what allowed the potato chip to become a mass market item.
0: Well, if Scudder took the first steps to improve the chip packaging, others did her concept one better. At mm-hmm. the same time that Scudder discovered wax paper's advantage, engineers elsewhere were experimenting with cellophane. The Dixie Wax Paper Company, makers of Dixie Cup, uh, finally made a truly sealed bag, the Frasheen Bag, using glassine. <laughs> Can I ask how you spell oh, Frasheen? Frasheen. F R E. S H huh. E E N.
2: Freshine.
1: Freshine.
2: So I wonder if that's like a sheen of freshness.
1: <laughs> I think that's what it is. Can because I, if it's a
2: plasticky bag, then it would have a sheen to it, right?
1: That's true. Right, this is early cellophane we're talking about. Right,
2: like, like, like the fact cellophane. that it's plastic at all is of selling it.
1: So that would have been in the
2: 1930s? 50s. Right. Oh, wait a second. 50s? Is 30s. No, it's the 30s. It's the 30s, 30s for the wax paper.
1: Uh-huh. Right.
2: Or 20s even for the wax paper
1: right
0: 1934 for um, Dixie Cups or like the freshener bags yeah cool um, yeah what else what else have you got for us there Well, oh, geez uh,
2: just just that you know it's uh, uh, that oh I should also mention that there are actually recipes from uh, England France and Belgium mm-hmm that uh, well predate the 1853 claimed myth See, this is
1: what I wanted to bring up because potatoes are I think originate in Peru. Wow. Going back to the Andean Mm times. So... Uh, Going in the Andes going back to the, what, the Essex? It was in... The Inca. Can we edit this part out? No, it's the Inca. (laughs) The Inca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... um, I was reading something that said... Because I wanted to know where the potato originated. Okay. And it's actually not North America or Europe. It's the Andes. Peru. Great. Great. So maybe there's like some Peruvian, you know, from like 2,000 years ago or even before that, some Peruvian genius made a chip by accident.
0: Well, who knows if Peru even existed 2,000 years ago? I doubt it, but there's certainly... In the times of the Andeans, then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's getting technical on my ass. My gosh. But you know what I'm saying, like.
2: Yeah, there's, there's I think
1: there's I some... ha-
2: I didn't know that. That's a really. That's a really interesting point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fat
0: salt.
1: Fat salt potato.
0: Fat salt potato.
1: Starch, really.
0: Yeah. Um, Amazing! You have two pages there. You haven't even yeah. No,
2: I, this this is all written out in narrative. I've, okay. I think I've covered all the points. Awesome. That, that's uh, I really wanted to kind of get over. So the green chips were the big thing. Cameras. And puffs
0: of air. Puffs of air.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now they're perfect. And scudder. Now they're perfect. Look at this. And scudder. Thank you, scudder.
1: is. I think scudder is. Um, doesn't get enough. Hasn't gotten enough credit. No. Because everything that we looked up the last time Les and I were checking this out said crumb. It was all crumb.
2: So I think crumb. I think Crumb deserves is maybe there but so here's the thing did I mention about Crumb's biography that he commissioned
1: no he so commissioned a biography
2: Crumb bi- commissioned a biography of himself and nowhere in that biography does it mention potato chips
0: this is this is it sounds like somebody trying to cover up the fact that they invented potato chips
1: or trying to cover up the fact that they didn't
0: right Trying to <laughs> boast the fact that they didn't. Right, right. So, but uh, you would see, see
1: if this is your up. claim
2: to fame, maybe, maybe it's like how, how Zeppelin hates playing Stairway to Heaven. You know what I mean? maybe he was just sick of sick potato chips. Sick of talking chips. about
1: it. Sick of thinking about it. I, I
2: want to express my life, but come on, enough of the chips. Yes, I made them for that picky Vanderbilt, but uh, <laughs> I'm but change I changed my I name, doubt name that's to, the truth.
0: to John Flowers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Scudder I is the on one this. that For the current potato chip That we think of I think Scudder is the one that
1: that's credit Scudder. Pushed
2: it forward the most
1: Yeah all Scuds right. You well, get an A plus you. on your dissertation Michael Michael Walpole
0: Oh thanks guys Yeah and oh. thank you for For doing the deep dive The deep yeah. dig Making sure that you Dug deep enough But I... all, Maintained a little bit of Surface level To get some chlorophyll Right this has been a meaty episode. This is our longest episode yet. I think they're just going to get longer and longer. I'm gonna, sorry, guys. No, no. This is this is it's the best episode yet. No way, really? Uh, it's well, Aww. certainly.
1: Okay. Well, we thank you so much for joining us today, Mikey.
2: Thanks, guys. I had a lot of fun. It was. Uh, this is really great. I would, I would, uh, if, you, if you ever need someone in a pinch, let me know. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that. Uh, we'll keep that in mind for sure. Right on. Check See you next out. time. Chip chat, YTZ. Chip chat. Chip chat.
0: Elbow macaroni is an extruded hollow pasta. <laughs> 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 <Last>. <laughs>